Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loder from readabook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Darawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started morning i'm talking with jessica dempman about her newest release without further ado which obviously i completely love without further ado came out on the 8th of march i got to read an early copy and i was super excited to read that i have read and loved all three of jessica dempman's books they are fantastic they're funny they're quirky they're super cute there are so many funny in jokes in there they're just a delight to read hello Hi, Anna. hello jessica dempman <laughs> good thank you how are you Thank oh, you good. Nice so to see you. much. Lovely to see you. Thanks so much oh. for talking with me. This is you are very welcome. <laughs> oh, you. How's it going? You must be exhausted. You're doing so much. I'm doing a few events, but I'm really yeah. so grateful that they're happening. That I yeah, I don't mind it at all. Oh, that's so good. Well, so I love. Without further ado, it's my new favorite of yours. I can't believe oh. that he's going to override that puppy joke that I love and have told you several you times. Love I'm that. I love that one. <laughs> Glad you liked it. <laughs> so much good. <laughs> it's my new favourite. I loved it. I love Willa. Thank you so much. Yeah, where did Willa come from? I wanted to create somebody who was just not really grown up on the inside. She got a little bit stuck loving something a really long time ago. And you know how things influence you when you're a teenager? Mm-hmm. And you hold them really close to you Too and they're close. kind of formative. Yeah, they're formative and stuff. But mostly we kind of grow away from them. And, you know, you'll always love them, but they're not your heart and soul anymore. But she got a bit stuck on Kenneth Brown has much ado about nothing. <laughs> and so it's become this touchstone for her. And she bases far too many things in her life on trying to capture this amazing feeling that that movie gave her. And it's not a bad idea in some aspects. She's become a romance. Yeah, publisher. no way. She's absolutely made it work for her. She's, yeah, but in other ways, it's yeah. maybe holding her back a little bit. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I can see what you're saying. But for me, that's Anne of Green Gables. So I reckon everybody must have one of those touchstones that when they've read it, it just like I don't know it goes into a formation of the character that you become or it was just the perfect yeah. thing at the perfect Moment time in your but, life for it. Yeah. yeah I think for a lot of people it's Anne of Green Gables she's she's <laughs> definitely up there for me yeah, as well. I, I thought it was just me but there's a whole world of us I, out there <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of bookish types got got a lot of Anne in them <laughs> well growing up I had no idea well, I was lonely <laughs> well you've ended up in the right place to find all of the Anne stands yeah absolutely <laughs> created it much like we yeah, you have, you have. Yeah. <laughs> Very much is a retelling of Much Ado About Nothing and that was wonderful. I'd forgotten how relevant Shakespeare was really, which makes me sound like a year 12 teacher. But, but it is, like it's yes. all of that. How, yeah, you ha- used to have to write those essays and the answer was pretty much always universal themes. Yeah. Like it's universal themes and it just is. But it is, yeah, yeah, and it does. I think and all the things he was writing about then are relevant now. I mean the book doesn't entirely follow the plot of Much Ado About Nothing because about halfway through the plot of Much Ado About Nothing becomes not something that you could in good conscience have happen anymore. Yes. But I, yeah. There's a fair bit of it that's universal. There is a fair, there is a lot of it and 
this character of Benedict who when something bad happens to someone in his life, he believes the woman who says that she has been slandered and that's mm. not that common back then or even now to have a male character who inherently trusts what Trust a woman is telling him. Yes. And, yeah, this is long before the hashtag believe her yeah. <laughs> that came post-Weinstein era. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting modern stuff to be found in this. Yeah, which I would not have ever have even thought about. I mean. Except for starting to dig into this play and that movie and my own love for it and I wanted to see if it was if it had any relevance anymore and it turned out to have huge relevance yeah oh so interesting yeah absolutely so you've loved the 1993 movie that and I watched it yeah as Willa did I watched it a lot as a teenager but then I kind of stopped like I don't think I'd seen it since I was probably 20 Mm -hmm. um, until I think during the first lockdown I stumbled across it on one of the streaming services where of course it has now disappeared from as soon as I wrote a book about it they like whipped it off so no one else can see it without paying but yeah I was needing a comfort watch and I started watching that and it just immediately took me back to how I felt as a teenager. Yeah, it absolutely gives you the feeling, doesn't it? Such a good movie. And Yeah, even if people haven't seen it, the specific part that gets Willa in her heart is the opening scenes. and Which I easily saw on YouTube, (laughs) so (laughs) didn't have to pay for. Thank goodness. The bread-cutting scene was hilarious. (laughs) I'd never noticed that until this watching where a woman is slicing a loaf of bread by holding it to her chest. And slicing towards herself. It's insane. <laughs> that is not how you cut bread. But you also captured, I think, Sydney post lockdown. So good. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because I was writing it during 2021 and very early 22. It was that time when nobody knew if you should or shouldn't mention COVID ever in writing. And there Mm -hmm. were people who were saying, yes, I'm going to include it in my books. And there were lots of people going, nobody wants to hear about it ever again. You know, it'll date your book. Don't put it in there at all. Either make it a pre-COVID world or a never-COVID world. But I don't know, that's not really possible. And the kind of books I write are sort of Sydney-specific, usually a little bit time-specific as well. So I don't think I flogged the COVID thing, but it's, you know, there are definitely elements in it. absolutely not. I think going with the writers who say don't mention it at all makes a mockery of your reader, really, because we've all been through it. And it's not to see that reflected in. And it was just so lovely to see it, I think. Like, it did change people. And Willa, for example, this a lot of this book is about her work life in this family business, not her own family, with four brothers and a their father and she's worked there for so long that then to have these longish periods where she was confined to her flat and being single that was quite changing for her mm. and a bit Being for all of us who as were it was in yeah same situation and it harks back to so many other times that hopefully it will stay relevant yeah i really loved it as i love all of your books i think i'm oh, a huge fan thanks. i love seeing the city that i live in reflected back on the page and i think we're so lucky to to see that so well done in your novels that's great yeah that was funny because I wasn't able to go pretty much anywhere when I was writing it and so yes everywhere mentioned in the book is outside my 5k's and so it was really exciting when that rule lifted to be able to go anywhere and walk through Redfern and walk through Mossman and not just do everything using Google Street View and Domain, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty much my main the way that you did it. <laughs> yeah. But she yeah, even travels to Miami and that, haven't we all done that train ride? I love that train yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. And that's an area where I've spent a lot of time and I love it there. And yeah. not sure I absolutely should have given away the secret pool that so many people oh. 
I might be a bit in trouble in Kayama for that. But, I mean, it's on the map. It's not a secret. It's just not that well known. I can't wait to go and swim there now. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm all for reading overseas authors. I love Emily Henry, Colleen Hoover, all that. But I think it's just we're so lucky in Australia to have such great Australian authors and to be able to, yeah, I love it. Thank you very much. That was not really a question, just a compliment. I just think we're lucky to be readers. Always here for compliments. I don't know if is it a consideration? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, it is a consideration. And with my first book, I made it a little more generic. Like I didn't name any suburbs. It sort of had the but vibe of the lower North Shore. Like yeah. it's pretty hard to disguise that. But it didn't have any specific place names. And the same with the second one, actually. You know, it was it was Northern Beaches, but unnamed Northern Beaches. But this time I just thought, and I don't know, like I feel a bit cringy and a bit embarrassed about writing about those specific places oh, maybe because goodness not always, I've all. always lived here and I've grown up and as that little North Shore princess type no. stigma <laughs> who would want to read about where I live it's so boring but it's you know everywhere's a bit boring and a bit fascinating and there's really intriguing people doing weird things in every suburb of the world mm. and I have to think to myself just like I like reading books set in small villages in England or yes, maybe other people will feel excited about <laughs> traveling the lower north shore and Moscow. well I absolutely yeah. feel like I know what it's like to live in a city now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've never been so close to the city as what Wheeler is. And so that was really fun. That was nice. Yeah, I haven't lived anywhere as close to the CBD as she does either. So that was quite fun to think about what that's like, how it feels and smells and sounds. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I loved it. I loved her grandmother. She yeah, I liked Ruth a lot. She's my favourite character in the whole book. She doesn't well, even show up that like close to the end. So is she, she kind of came out of, um, oh, she's based on lots and lots of people, but no one person that I know. She's just sort of a voice of, of age and reason for Willa and mm-hmm. acceptance as well. Yes. She's a really accepting person and just very experienced. And I think that's what Willa needed at that point in the book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, she was just delightful. But that line about having regrets, like, of course, we've all got them. Yeah, you, some things that you do, some things you don't, like a life. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Loved her. Thank you very much. But I also really loved learning more about the publishing world, which you actually worked in publishing. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I started off as an editorial assistant and worked up to being a senior editor and then freelanced for a number of years after I left full-time work to have kids. But what Willa does, it's real fantasy stuff. You know, she has created Oh, man, I was hoping it was real. (laughs) Well, you know what? I don't know that it couldn't be real. She runs a small romance publishing company all by herself within the framework of a larger organization that produces instruction manuals and I love that (laughs) I know right and but she she just decided it's something she wanted to do and felt locked out of the mainstream publishing too like she she couldn't get a foot in the door she didn't know the people she didn't have a leg up and so she just sort of decided to go in the back way and start doing it herself and found that it was possible because she's doing e-publishing she's not dealing with print and distributors and stuff yes. and I, I couldn't see any reason why that publishing model wouldn't work and none of the publishing people have questioned it so far so everyone's obviously like okay that could happen oh, and I think it's I think as a sort of cross between self-publishing and traditional publishing, yeah. there are certainly um, e-only publishers. So, yeah. yeah, that's what she does. It was such a fun profession to explore through her as well. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. making up all of the fake books that she works on. And all <laughs> I wondered whether it was. Yeah, it's one of my favourite parts is coming up with just the concept <laughs> and the title. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was great. Thank you so much. I've always been embarrassed to be a romance reader, but <laughs> this, I think, just, oh, it was just so lovely to see it reflected. In fact, there's a whole world of romance readers out there that this yeah, book celebrates, I think. And it's a very broad church too. Like there actually are not that many women's fiction books that don't qualify in some way. I mean, I know that the romance world has a very strict definition of romance. I mean, it has to have a happy ending and things like that, but there's frequently a romantic element to women's fiction. Yeah. And even if it's not a straight love story, and I just like rom-coms oh, so I love much, rom-com. films and, and books and stuff. So, yeah, I really wanted to pay homage to that. Well, I loved reading that homage. It was just wonderful. Oh. Such a delight from the start. And I love a friends to lovers trope. That was um... Yeah, friends to lovers is pretty fun, isn't it? It's quite hard to do, I realised, because it seems obvious from the get-go. I mean, I know spoilers. But, yeah, you know, I know. This is a friends to lovers romance, yeah. but it's quite fun to try and transition people from one to the other as characters. Yeah, yeah I've never once had a friend that has transitioned to a lover, so yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> and it was interesting too because you need some sort of um, barrier to that and it's it can feel really artificial to just have people who clearly should be together not getting together and that's where Willa's child-free status kind of comes into the book. That's something she really strongly doesn't want in her life. She doesn't want to be a parent and there's someone in her life who does and and that really holds them apart for quite a long time. Yes. If not forever. Who knows what happens in the end? Oh, who knows? Yes, absolutely. Mm. No spoilers at all. But I also <laughs> really loved seeing that. You don't see it very often. I don't have kids. It's not often a theme that you see, or not one that I've seen at least. Yeah, and I have friends who have chosen to not be parents, and I wanted it to just be as natural and not for any traumatic reason. Just like I think most people who do want children don't have any specific reason that they do want them it's just the default right yeah and so I just wanted to explore the idea that equally you just might not want them she doesn't hate she loves kids she loves her friends kids she just doesn't see that for herself as her future and she's quite strong-minded about it yeah and it was so nice to see it sort of baffles the people around her a lot they try to respect it but they a lot of them are just sort of really confused by it yeah such a kind novel teenagers today with their gender fluidity and their body confidence that was unreal to read about too (laughs) yeah like when she goes out on the hens night yeah yeah i know right i would not do that i would not and because they weren't raised in the 90s with (laughs) size zero culture and all of those magazines just picking women apart constantly the internet's got a lot of drawbacks but that rise of body acceptance is certainly a huge plus yeah yes maybe it really is possible that there's generations coming up who don't feel like we did i would be really happy wouldn't that be nice yeah i'm not sure how universal it is but i'm really glad to say that it it's certainly improving for some people. And it is about visibility, right? You know, they always say you can't be what you can't see. And yeah. our generation didn't get to see anybody who wasn't super skinny, straight size, mm-hmm. cis, white. Yeah. It's just no, a lot more great. visibility. But the gender fluidity, when they really nailed that as well, this generation, I think, like they're just so accepting in a way that we just were not. And it's wonderful to see as well, I think. Yeah. That even though she's marrying a, a straight white man, it may not stay the same and it might be that um, Imogen's friends have towards yes. yeah, they're just a bit more modern than 30s, yeah. It 
is a very feminist novel as well, isn't it? Like you have really really nailed the feminism in there and it was just so lovely to see yet again that it is lovely. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's, it's interesting to take a form like a romance and a romantic comedy and really give it a strong feminist leaning because it's about loving men, right? Yes. <laughs> so And a happy ever after, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I needed to create some men who were as feminist as Willa is and yes. I, yeah, I hope I've, hope I've done that. Oh, yeah, absolutely have. I just love the Willa two scoops. I'm so sorry to keep coming back to it, but <laughs> that line is the, you do lines so well that just like you're reading them on the train and you just crack yourself up with it and laugh out loud. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> So what is next for you? Just starting work on the next one now, which interestingly, we're talking about where it's set. This one's going to have some overseas settings. So I'm oh, going to cool. actually go on a little trip and do some research. I haven't really nailed down the story yet. I just really need to be doing some overseas travel. So it seems like a good time. <laughs> Absolutely, the best time. Yeah. But yeah, I did yeah. see that in your socials, actually, that you were looking out for London and referral. Yeah, yeah. Getting tips and I've got a vague idea, but it's, yeah, it's not fully formed yet. Didn't you just love the Karina May? Oh. Karina Mays, yeah, Dark a la Orange for breakfast. Yes. You provided an endorsement for it and it just nailed it completely. It is perfectly seasoned. It's the most romantic, romantic comedy ever. Yeah, she's she's really nailed it, hasn't she? Yeah. She'll do so well. Are you going to have her on your podcast? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. She volunteered at the Northern Beaches last year. I knew she was cool, but this is She's a a real talent, yeah. Yeah. Are you doing much more of a tour? Yeah, I've got some events coming up, one in Melbourne and a couple more in Sydney. Yay. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. Oh, look, it's always such a pleasure to chat to you, Anna. Oh, get out of town. Amazing supporter. Thank you. Couldn't be a bigger fan. Rest of the productive day and it hasn't bitten into too much of your time or anything. No, it's been lovely. See you soon. See you. Bye. Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my Readabook podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadabook.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there, and that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readabook.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free, and I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together. Thank you.